More than 6,400 firefighters are battling California's two largest wildfires right now. Climate change and the fire season's getting longer and hotter. I've seen ponderosa pine 75% of the crown scorched. It's in greater Yellowstone over the next 100 years. Ecologists say there's a 100% chance that 100% of the forests as we know them will burn. Towns destroyed, possessions lost, hundreds gone. Fire is the new normal in the West, its story filled with destruction and loss. But amidst the pain, there is another story, one of equal uncertainty, but also of discovery and connection. One of my beliefs is that archaeology is alive, it talks to us. Just like just like we're talking now, I can pick up a projectile point or a pottery shirt and I can look at it and listen to it and it'll tell me within 25 years when people were living here. This is archaeologist Jason Nez. Clad in a brown vest and sturdy washed jeans, he tells us about his work. That's what I do. I, I help people with um, resource issues. I used to do home site surveys and infrastructure surveys all from page to loop, from loop to the edge of the reservation out by Cuba. I've surveyed, I've done ethnographies, I've talked with people about local history, I, I've helped communities um, implement some of their cultural resource uh, plans when it comes to Jason grew up on the Navajo Reservation in northern Arizona. I think my reservation experience was a lot of the same as like a lot of other people. We I spent a lot of time with my aunts and uncles in and around Tuba City and my grandparents that live south of Tuba City at, uh, at Coal Mine Mesa. And typical res experience, no electricity. We spend our summers like herding sheep and, and helping out our, our grandparents. And it's that same reason I try to, I try to stay near home is I, I work for the people. All my knowledge, everything that's in my head I've learned from native people on native land, and I owe them everything I've learned. I owe them the best of my ability. One thing he has carried throughout his life is his desire for connection. And I'm always looking for the things that we relate to, the things that we can agree on rather than the things that divide us. And that's important, especially now as we're moving into the future and we're heading into resource conflict, we're heading into political conflict. And it's easier to find the things that we can agree on than, than we can fight, fight over. We pile into his car and set off across the Arizona desert and route to a few archaeological sites. Jason explains how archaeology allows him to better understand both the past and the present. It's only through saying those, that collapsed Pueblo is our ancestors. That rock art is our ancestors. These pottery shards, these lithics are our ancestors. So now we have a voice, we have evidence. And that's why these things had to stay out here. And that's why people like me, we study them. Jason has recently become a fire archeologist. You may be wondering what that is. We were too. And we think of fires as just people out digging line around it. 
But what we also need is compliance with the different laws and policies with the different agencies. And part of that compliance is making sure that we don't impact cultural resources. So when they're going to dig a fire line using a bulldozer or a hand crew, they have to have a qualified person, me, the archaeologist, get out with the crews and sort of walk out the line ahead of them. Driving down the bumpy road, Jason tells us how incredible it is when fire cleans up the forest floor and reveals new archaeological sites. So after the fire burned over, I, I went in and we were seeing what was what was uncovered. Yeah. So we had something like only 12 sites in the whole fire area, but after a couple weeks of survey, we found like over 200 new sites. Jason speaks in a matter-of-fact tone, and yet his weariness is clear as he rubs his eyes beneath his glasses. Work is inconsistent, and when he does work, it is often 12 to 14 hours a day. The past couple years, I've really been out as a uh, fire archaeologist, just going from fire to fire, from Arizona to Oregon to California, and then back, and it's just sort of become my, my yearly migration, and I'm just coming off a whole season April to September as a regular firefighter and then the last couple months of my season I've been out as a fire archaeologist and a resource advisor and I'm all just worn out <laughs> sort of blown out. Jason's transient life parallels the unpredictable nature of fire and yet while his future is uncertain he remains steadfast impassioned. Every year I'm like oh I'm gonna give up I'm not gonna do this anymore and then and then I don't there's always something new to defend. There's always going to be something to defend against. He encourages. Stand up beside me and fight. And if you can't, then get behind me and use me as your shield and push me forward and keep me up if I grow weak or I get scared. But just keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I see these things. As we sift through pottery in the middle of the desert, Jason picks up a chipped projectile point. He turns the artifact around in his hand a few times before setting it back down. When it's alive, you use it, but when you just put it in a plastic bag or put it in a display case, it's dead. Dead things hurt you, living things don't. And that's an important distinction in archeology span because people are like, I'm gonna take this home and I'm just gonna put it in a Ziploc bag. And that, that makes it dangerous, but when it can breathe, when you can talk to it, and when you interact with it, that's what gives it its strength. And that's what, in turn, it, it, it strengthens you. Fire rages through, destroying in its wake. But it also unveils ancient artifacts and the stories that come with them. National Public Lands Radio, I'm Amara Killen.